Hello, welcome back once again, everybody, <laughs> to another episode of Bandwidth and Banter. And that that uh, dancing, uh, gyrating little lady over there is my wonderful co-host and co-creator. Sure it all. <laughs> that that was your cue. <laughs> Thank you for, for joining, uh, for, 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 thank you once again, Druid, for helping me, uh, for, for us creating this together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's and, amazing. Because every, every time we do this, every single time we do this, it just makes my heart happy. Me too. Um, my goodness, last week was a fantastic episode. The first of our, a lot of firsts, because it was our first time with our special new a monthly episode where we're going to have uh, a, a special recurring guest, right? It was the first time. Wait, what are the other firsts? Help me out. Um, uh, it well, BT being our first interview ever, right? And then being our first reoccurring guest, right? Or you know, for yep. the second interview, yep. and, and it's just was delightful, indeed. And I want to raid from Scronbag. Perfect timing, just as we're getting started. Fantastic. Gotta go through the Zamas for the raid, Scronbag and folks. Welcome in to Bandwidth and Banter. Yeah, and, and also, it was the first interview of the new year, too, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. So, yep, yep, fantastic. Yep. BT is, oh, so is, a, is, is awesome, so, you know, uh, being part of Stormkeep. And uh, uh, we appreciate him dearly. Um, my goodness. Sure, sure we, have, we do. We have a, an incredible person on the show tonight. We, we can't wait. Like, we've had so many of the, this particular um, circle of streamers that, like you said earlier, just feel so honored and lucky. And, and like, the universe is just like, you're, you, you get a really cool person and another one and another one and another one. And <laughs> yes. Um, it... it and this particular person uh, is just a, a sweet, warm, uh, gentle soul and just uh, a great talent and streamer. We got to lift him up and help him yes. help him do good things. I yes. am speaking, of course, about the wonderful Wheelie F. Here we go. Let's have him on the show right now. <laughs> Let's go. Hi, Wheelie, Wheelie F. Hello. Well, the F is silent. Right. Oh, oh you sorry, can say Willie. it. I keep doing that. It's like a habit. It's a weird habit. No, you can say it. It's just, I think it's easier for people to just say wheelie. So, but you're 100% right. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, once again, thank you for coming on the show. It's an honor and a privilege to have you. Uh, I understand that uh, you're actually the last of the, the Las Vegas crew for the uh, Mighty Mango Mates that, that met up for TwitchCon. And uh, <clears throat> so we're honored uh, once again yes. to, to have you. No, thank and, you for having me. Yeah, you betcha. We're going to jump into the questions right now. And I believe, unless Druid had anything else to add. <clears throat> Do you want to introduce yourself and share a little bit about your stream before we can jump into the questions? Oh, yeah. I forgot that part. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, please. Gotcha. I knew I was forgetting something when we talked earlier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wheelie F, please reintroduce yourself and tell the folks a little bit about yourself and highlight something about your stream that you want people to know. Sure thing. Um, I go by Wheelie. My real name's Evan. 
Um, F is silent. You can say it, but I just usually I usually self refer as just Wheelie. Um, I'm a variety streamer. Uh, currently playing through games like the Resident Evil 4 remake, um, <clears throat> an older like self challenge run of Fire Emblem Sacred Stones. In the past, I've also played Subnautica Below Zero, uh, Odd World, um, even really strange things like Speaking Simulator or Tuck Tuck Extreme Simulator. I just, sometimes I just look for weird stuff. But uh, nice. yeah, that I like, like it. Fun. That's awesome. What a what a, a perfect description of a variety streamer. <laughs> I I'm also curious about a speaking simulator, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We'll put a pin in that tan tan. Um, <clears throat> first things first, Wheelie, please share a boring fact about yourself. I think a lot of past guests have said they've never broken bones, and that does apply to me. Um, so I'll throw that out there. I'll try to build upon that, though, or not build upon. I'll, I'll share a different boring fact. Um, this is based on weird, like, ch- uh, child logic. When I was a little kid, for some reason, when you're bored, you just flip coins to, you know, settle debates or whatever, decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, it was simpler times back then. Yeah. And there's this one particular stretch of time where... Tails kept losing. I know it's a 50-50 chance, but, you know, as a kid, you're like, oh, heads probably happens more often. <laughs> so ever since I was like six years old or something, maybe longer, if given the opportunity to choose, I only call heads on a coin flip. That is an incredible, boring fact about yourself. It's both interesting <laughs> and boring at the same time. I love it. <laughs> It is amazing. I love child logic like that. That just right? like sticks with you into adulthood. Indeed. It's, it is so good. Perfect. Thank it you for so that. Good. Inspired answer. Um, and speaking of, of uh, inspired, how did you pick your Twitch name and what was the inspiration for that? Oh, I can definitely answer this. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have chat. Uh, uh, condensed because I will find it distracting, but I'll type it out. It'll be easier if I type out what it used to be. Okay. <clears throat> it used to be Wheelie Fortunate. Ah. ah. And it was, uh, I mean, I've uh, capitalized it for it to be uh, more legible, but it used to be all lowercase. Um, and it's kind of a pun on the fact that I was once on the show Wheel of Fortune and I was so new to streaming, I was really afraid of, like, will someone go digging one day and be like, hey, he's using, like, our brand in a way that we disapprove of. Mm. Not that I do anything ridiculous on my stream, but just, like, we can't have this association. So I right. thought about calling myself, like, Wheel of Fortune Dude or Wheel of Fortune Evan or something. Yeah. Or Evan from Wheel. Yeah. And I thought, like, what if that's too on the nose? I'll change it up slightly. So I just made it really fortunate. It's also kind of like a, like a homophone, like mm-hmm. really fortunate. Because I do yep. feel really blessed in life. Yeah. Right. Um, very convoluted explanation. And Whoa. then one day I was in a stream and someone said, welcome in Wheel Fortunate. And I was like, okay, I should change it because it's really <laughs> long. I should add capitalization. I don't even remember the name of that streamer anymore, but I was just like, I can see why this is confusing to say. So I changed it to just Wheelie F. Uh-huh. Hmm. Amazing. I love that. 
I actually, yeah, I like the original name. I think it's very clever, very clever. We, uh, Wheelie F works good too, though. <laughs> um, what D and D class do you consider yourself to be in real life? I don't play D and D, so I'm. I did a little bit of research on this. I have played a, I think they called a one shot, where it's like a single sitting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did that. Not last month, but uh, Christmas of 22 mm -hmm. yeah. with some in-laws. I had so much fun. I picked Paladin. <laughs> um, it was an uninformed choice. I thought it was purely a melee-based class, like like a, basically a mounted knight is what I thought it would be. Yeah. Turns out they know magic, too. So I, that was a little bit more than I could handle. Like, I guess my move list was really exhaustive. The reason why I picked Paladin... It was because I really like the um, game franchise Fire Emblem. Ah. And I've only played the three titles on the Game Boy Advance, so like the older ones. I haven't played any of the modern stuff. But in those three titles, that like GBA stretch, the Paladins are very, very good classes. Um, mm -hmm. And arguably some of the most important characters in the sixth and seventh entry. Mm hmm. And the eighth, and actually, yeah, all three, yeah, uh, are paladins, and I really love those characters. And so I, uh, during that one shot session, session, I um, I even named my character like, like a portmanteau of like my two favorite characters. So it was <laughs> Seth and Marcus, and I was Sethkiss. <laughs> I like it. <clears throat> That's amazing. So you're a paladin. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I love it. It's perfect, brother. It's so good. <laughs> and so it, good. It suits, it suits your demeanor and your personality, too. I, 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 I think that's wonderful. Um, speaking of, uh, <laughs> um, of that, if, I, I, here's an interesting question for you. Uh, if the F in Wheelie F did stand for something, what would it be? is obviously written before we knew the backstory yeah <laughs> like obviously it's it it's for fortunate yeah i guess i should have pivoted if it were to be something different than the word fortunate there we go what what would you what would it be <clears throat> fun i guess mm. i don't know i like it really fun eh, hell yeah <laughs> that's a great answer <laughs> but before like i, I when i had this was shortly after changing to just wheelie f mm -hmm. um and i returned to some channels and like oh like i i think i recognized your name i was like yeah i changed it and like what's the f stand for now and then uh, most people said all the same thing and i was like it's it's not the f word but a lot of people thought it was oh <laughs> <laughs> i honestly would have thought if i didn't know like if you didn't just tell us the the backstory on it i would have thought it's for friend or friendship oh, okay that's a very wholesome interpretation, and I like that one, too. Mm. That's a good one. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. Okay. <laughs> We're uh, druid. What are you doing? <laughs> you not know that SpongeBob know. reference? Yeah, it was a SpongeBob reference. You're welcome. You're wow. welcome. I do not. Uh, okay. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> 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 um, 
just try to compose myself for this question. I apologize. Um, how do you feel about creating the most loved and hated wrestlers in the UCW? Jar Jar Kinks and Maribel cannot. I don't know how to say her last Madrigal. name. Madrigal. Mad Madrigal. Oh, um, I'm trying to remember how I came up with the Jar Jar Kinks character. That character <laughs> doesn't win often, I don't think. Um, but I like the design. Um, I really appreciate how much effort Epps put into Jar Jar's character creation. I've never played that game, and so I don't uh-huh. know how rich or lacking the character creation engine is. So mm-hmm. it's it's good. Um, yeah. When he made Jar Jar Kinks, I was like, I'm deeply disturbed, and this is exactly what I was going for. So thank you. <laughs> but Mirabelle. Um, Mirabelle is just because I love the movie Encanto. So, um, I don't know if it was the most advisable thing, but at the time, my wife and I felt like, hey, if we mask up and go to the theater, because it was in theaters at the time, like winter 2021. Uh, I was like, hey, let's go see this movie. Uh, we'll see if it's any good. Very empty theater, only a few other people. Uh-huh. And I was like, yo, this movie rocks. Like, the... <laughs> It was the kind of movie where I would like exchange glances with her. We're like, are we watching like a modern masterpiece? And I loved the movie so much that when it came to streaming, we had it on all the time, like on repeat. And like, that's when all the families finally discovered, oh, this movie is fire. Like the soundtrack uh-huh. is awesome. Message is great. Characters are great. Huh. And I was just like, because um, for Epps' UCW, it's like, I think one male, one female character. And mm-hmm. I was like, the female character is like, it'll just be Mirabelle. No modifications, just Mirabelle. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea that she'd be so dominant. <laughs> <laughs> so what is so what what exactly that so? Yeah, this is like on Epps's stream when he like mm-hmm. would and you would just created those characters. Mm-hmm. Love it, I love it. That's so good. Uh, uh so uh, here's a question that I'm sure a lot of folks in your stream want to know. Uh, what's it going to take to help you kick your workaholic habits so you can stream more? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, So we were talking a little bit about this backstage, but um, more therapy. Honestly, I've been seeing the same therapist for... um, No, I actually love talking about this. I I wouldn't consider this, like, quote, trauma dumping. I only recently learned that term, by the way, and I was like, oh, I don't think I do that because I'm not, like upset i'm like happy to talk about this stuff but i've been seeing the same therapist for april will be six years so Mm -hmm. Mm i've been meeting once a month and we've unpacked so much stuff in that time and the thing is like as you grow and change um your like character development goals will change because like people will react to your changes Mm -hmm. and you'll be like okay like not that i want to change my character development per se but it's like i have to figure out who has the ego strength so to speak that's my Mm -hmm. therapist term who has the ego strength to handle my changes because people have kind of i mean after 30 years of having a certain type of personality there's expectations so when you start behaving differently when it comes to like family friend work obligations it's Mm -hmm. like and you change that dynamic like actually i'm drawing this boundary Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all this to say that like that is a work in progress i am definitely trying to disentangle my self-worth from my job title or what i accomplish at said job yeah um so 
I'll save like the actual trauma dumping, but I will basically say that prior to seeing my therapist, I wasn't in a great spot. Yeah. And um, I'm so glad I started seeing one. And I was really entangled into like my worth is tied to my job title. I, I didn't have a job at that time. I had mm-hmm. recently left a job with nothing lined up because I didn't mm-hmm. like my then job. Yeah. And I was like, I was betting on myself. I was like, oh, you know, I, I, let's get rid of this job. Uh, I'll strike out on my own and, and see what I can find without something lined up. Yeah. It ended up working out, I guess, but I would, I would never, this is not a career advice podcast, but um, <laughs> unless you are very, very, very confident in your options, I don't recommend leaving a job without something lined up just because, you know, like health insurance and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I think that's good life advice, though. <laughs> but, but, but I did that. I did that. And it put me in a really uh, kooky spot. And um, I've grown so much. But even with so much time and distance from that period of life, I'm still r- really entangled in that. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm working on that. I have lightened yeah. my load. There's a lot of like volunteer stuff I had last year that I've wrapped up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see these two boxes behind me. Mm-hmm. So these are boxes that technically belong to the PTA that I'm no longer on the, the board of. But the board of directors, like, they take on a bunch of, like, because we don't have, like, a separate office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't handed this off to the, uh, the current board yet. They've, they've been serving for several months now. And I, I mean, understandably, no one wants to take, they're just acrylic display boards or something, <laughs> display stands. Um, they're heavy and they take up space, and so yeah. we can't store them at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyways, that that was an aside, but like, I like both physically and mentally, am like trying to offload my plate. Yeah. Um, and I mean, my my uh, resolution this year is to stream more consistently. So. Right on. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to acknowledge you for sharing uh, what for some people is an uncomfortable truth and that's that you're that you are seeking therapy i think mm-hmm. that uh we should normalize that because oh yeah you know you go to the oh, doctor yeah. if you have you know an in, a physical injury or illness but you know for for whatever reason in our culture and our society we don't normalize trying to take care of our mind but it's really yeah. our whole experience of the universe of the world is through our mind and so yeah. it's one of the things that we should be focusing on for improving its health of and I, mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge you for that and tell you that I appreciate you being a stand for those folks and so people know that uh, they shouldn't be afraid to do that. And, and so well done, sir. 100%. And I just also want to say, like, I do completely understand, like, your identity being wrapped up in your job. Mm. Like, I, I, I've only worked customer service, but, like... I was talking about it a little bit, but it was way worse when I was younger because like, you know, it just is like, it becomes like that place where you're like, I got to prove myself, you know, and, and it's, it's a, it's a tough battle and I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. And agreed. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Now I love talking about therapy and yeah, I, I agree. It's more about like, there's this assumption. It's about like crisis mode and there is like crisis, um, like, there are, there are times in people's lives where it is an emergency. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also t- like 
I go once a month still just because it's more about maintenance. The best athletes mm-hmm. in the world, my analogy is they still have coaches. They still have people who do form checks. They say like your shooting form's different. Like for the past two weeks, I don't yeah. know if you've noticed, but we can <clears> tell. They go over tape. Um, it's just about maintenance. And um, it's yeah. like having a coach for your mind. Like, hey, you did, have you noticed you've been talking about yourself in this way? Like, I didn't know this. It's like, well, I did. As your therapist, I noticed that your language is like the way you refer to yourself is different. Let's work on that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have some family who think that you're just paying someone to like listen to you. And I'm like, oh, that is such an oversimplification. Mm-hmm. It, oh, that's such yeah. a stigmatization. Like, I, I really enjoy going to my sessions. If it was something I dreaded and didn't think I was getting value of, I mean, I'm the one paying the bill. I would have stopped booking sessions, but I, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Right on, right on. Normalized therapy, guys. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> um, Wheelie, what drew you to Twitch? Um, boredom. <laughs> so, uh, I first went onto Twitch in earnest, like looking for like content to watch and people to interact with. Um, squarely in the middle of the um. COVID shutdowns. Yeah. So it was when like my company had just become my then company had just become like fully remote, like everyone else who was able to work fully remote. And I just got super bored. This is, must have been like May 2020 or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, I like watching finished speed runs, like VODs on the GDQ YouTube channel or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I'll go watch someone practicing for a speed run. So I actually went to those VODs because I hadn't memorized people's names yet. And I was like, okay, this person played this game well. I'll look them up. Mm-hmm. Speedrun practice, no offense, speedrunners, is like my least favorite content. It's so boring. I cannot <laughs> stand watching people practice. Speed- I love watching the finished thing, but watching people yeah. practice, I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And some of the personalities who were speedrunners they also do other content some of them were like just doing reactions to like people fighting on youtube and i was Mm. like this is also not my bag either yeah um toxic yeah and like so but i i kept i kept holding out hope like people like this type of people like this platform there must be something that will click with me Mm -hmm. and then i was like okay so speedrun stuff not that interesting Staying for the streamer themselves, like, is really hit and miss. Mm-hmm. And then I made this really conscientious decision to try to follow smaller, um, like, people with very low view counts. Mm-hmm. Um, thank- thankfully, you can filter that way on Twitch. And I was like, well, I just finished Subnautica. I'll go find someone else who's playing Subnautica. Because mm-hmm. um, I loved... By the way, if you haven't played Subnautica, please go play that game. It is one of the best games I've ever played. The sense of discovery and yeah. is incredible. But um, I was like, that was one of the more enjoyable experiences I had recently. I'll see if someone else is playing that. Someone who doesn't have like a waterfall of chat, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when I stumbled across Mayberry. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my introduction to like a Twitch community. She was in the mm-hmm. middle of the run. That's where I met Chase. Um, I believe that's also where I met Front and I think Spud and Biz. I forget the exact order. I just remember um, asking, like, hey, what are you trying to accomplish right now? Mm-hmm. And 
like it was just really cool to be like okay i'm just gonna sit here if you need help let me know i don't want to aggressively backseat yeah but it was just so much fun to watch someone else have those aha moments not necessarily in the same order that you had Mm -hmm. and just fun to compare like once they did something i would say like oh i was wondering when you would put that together you know Mm -hmm. kind of put one and one together and Uh it's like really cool yeah and then like that same group of people encouraged me to stream at some point and uh uh publicly that is i i did have private stream experience during the shutdowns i also was streaming just on discord for my nephew since we couldn't you know me physically i was like oh i'll you know show some stuff to him i i played subnautica for him so that was Uh my your question was my introduction to twitch but my introduction to streaming was just connecting with my nephew remotely that's awesome that is so cute yeah that's beautiful (laughs) yeah i literally felt my heart grow one size Mm -hmm. just that i felt it oh so on that same note, uh, Wheelie, what did family and friends think when you told them that you planned on streaming? Uh, friends were supportive. A lot of the people that we would chat, I would chat with um, through other Discord servers, like, yeah, you should do it. You know, you should totally try it. And I also kind of practiced with them. So with my nephew, I played like, I played through certain games, and then with my other friends. Um, I would sometimes stream myself playing like Sekiro or whatever, just like struggling mightily. And that was kind of like my practice runs because I was just streaming to people I knew in a server that only had them. So we knew the viewer base would be really limited to people I trusted. Yeah. Um, family, uh, they're indifferent. Like I, I told my parents just like, oh, this is a new, new hobby I picked up. And like, oh, cool. Uh, when I told them that I also sometimes streamed for my nephew, they're like, oh, like, that's really awesome. Like, <laughs> you should get a screen grab of you two on, because you can, like, show your camera on Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, we, we, miss, we miss the nephew. Make sure they get a photo of you two hanging out, right? <laughs> yeah. um, so they were more interested in the fact that I was connecting with my nephew than, like, they're like, uh, like they didn't really, they don't understand Twitch as a platform. Yeah. Um, but then friends of, like, my similar age and generation, um, I would, they're, they're supportive. Uh, they don't think it's weird or anything, but I also understand that's not their preferred medium of entertainment. So most mm-hmm. of my local friends actually don't watch me, uh, at which I take zero offense to back up some background. When I first learned about Twitch in like 2015, a coworker mm-hmm. showed me on his phone, like, Hey, check out, have you heard of Twitch? And I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Like, <laughs> why would you? I really, he was like, yeah, you can, you can give money to people. And I was like, people pay, like who, who would ever fork over money? Like, oh, you, you mean to tell me that paying is optional? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, it, he's, he's like, he corrected me and said, like, oh, it's donation. You can donate to support your favorite streamer. And I was like, if you don't have to donate, why would you ever? And he's like, I don't know, man, to show some love. And fast forward to last year. And my wife had to sit me down. I was like, I looked at her bank statement. You are showing too much love with the subs and the bits. Like you, we had to we had to come to an agreement on a budget, and I still went over budget. <laughs> that is so, a great freaking story, dude. But it's yeah, it's just like it. Me going from like, who would ever watch this? Who would ever give money to like? I can't get enough of it. I I, I know <laughs> I know I know a couple of streamers who are that that way too. <laughs> I feel very called out, Stormy. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm also addicted to spreading the love. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Stormy had to sit me down and be like, "All right, Druid, listen." <laughs> and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what struggles did you deal with when you first started streaming? When I first started, I was really afraid of people seeing my face. Um, at the time, I was just self... I mean, I'm still self-conscious a little bit about my appearance, but I was just really afraid that, like, you know, it's safe for most people, but what if, like, I get one weirdly obsessive viewer for some reason? Someone who, like... I give too much of like a foothold to with regards to engagement or something. I, I don't know. I think we've all dealt with at some point in our lives on Twitch or in person, someone who's like, who like reads more into the relationship than you think romantically or platonically or, or whatever, even yeah. like overly professional, like just overly eager. Right. And I was like deeply afraid of that for some reason. Mm. I was deeply afraid that someone would come in and be like, like, hey, you have a crappy background, which I still haven't changed. This is just my dungeon of a home office. <laughs> but I was just really, for some reason, just really insecure about, like, what if, what if? You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, um, for those who've been on my stream, I have that really weird Saitama One Punch Man mask. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not kidding. I think this is actually before I even met the other streamers that I collaborate with often now. But my first stream on Twitch was actually for Resident Evil Village. Uh-huh. I had just bought the game, and I was like, okay, I'll fire it up, I'll try this. And I had my mask on the entire time, because oh, wow. I was that afraid of people seeing my face. And it's a really uncomfortable mask, so that, that stream lasted like less than an hour. Mm-hmm. And after that, I didn't stream for like months. Maybe even an entire year. Like it, it was actually, oh my gosh, I, I'm like reconstructing this memory as I go. Mm-hmm. But this is before I had met like Chase and Front and Mayberry and Zane and all those people. Uh, and way before I met Cozy and No Foreign and the other Mango Maid. Um, it was like this one time Twitch stream. No one even came into my chat. But I was just so afraid that someone would see and be like, oh, that's, that's Evan. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, the, what's so funny is I, that I totally get. Mm. My first few streams, my camera was so small and I was just terrified. And yeah, I get it. That, mm. that, is, oh. that is fascinating. I did not know that about, about you, Druid, and, and about <laughs> Wheelie. And I want to thank you for sharing. That's in the, wow, this is our, like, what, our 51st episode, I think. Uh, our 30, technically you're our 38, I believe, um, separate person, maybe 39, yeah. somewhere in the, in the, in the, in the late thirties. And that's the, the, the first time I've ever heard anyone say that particular answer to that question. It's a that's, very yeah. unique, uh, yeah. no, like, but understandable and relatable. I mean, I, I didn't experience that, but I can understand why a lot of people would experience that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm. Thank you for that, for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I completely understand. Like, fate had to be like, you need to make your camera bigger. And I'm like, why? (laughs) They can hear me. Like, (laughs) and like, I'm on screen. 
Like, I don't need my face to be any bigger. Like, <laughs> it was a battle for a little. I, I am. Oh, man. <laughs> hmm. I felt that. Um. Oh, yeah. Uh, what tips can you share with future streamers, Wheelie? Uh, I would say um, if you can, like, privately stream at first just to get, like, the jitters out, like, do it through Discord or something. Or I know on, not to plug another platform, on YouTube, I believe you can stream privately. Like, you can, you can go live. And this, I, actually, I, I would also practice this way. I would go live, and there's a way to, like, hide your stream from, like, search results. And you can still copy your link and give it out to people only as needed. Hmm. And so that's how I would use, I used to do like testing. I would set up something in OBS, mm-hmm. go live in YouTube, and then share the link with like one or two friends, or even just like my wife. I'm like, can you just go to a different room and tell me if the audio sounds good, if the yeah. webcam, the game feed, stuff like that. And then I would kill the stream after like five minutes. Um, but that's one way to like, sanity check get the jitters out and something i wish i knew in the in the beginning um i mean i conceptually knew that you didn't need to have your face shown but like there's a lot of people who are really successful and really happy with streaming and they never show their face mm-hmm. maybe at most they're a png tuber and that's totally doable like you don't have to yeah. show your face if you're nervous about that and one more thing is just like definitely be yourself. I, I won't name names, but I've been in streams where I feel like the person's putting on an act of sorts. And um now if they're really committed to the bit, then maybe that maybe that's the product. Mm-hmm. But there's also times where I'm like, I think this person would rather not act this way, but I think they they think they have to act this way, and they really mm-hmm. don't have to. And I and at least I can tell and it's yeah. It doesn't feel natural. Like, just be yourself. Like, um, I was really surprised how many people gravitate towards my channel when I don't think I have the greatest production value. I don't like the sound of my own voice. I'm not super skilled at the thing I'm doing. But it doesn't matter because people just show up to, like, I don't know. I I like the way the person goes about their, like, the... Like the meta play or whatever. I, I'm, I made up that term just now. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I also hate the sound of my own voice, which has been a weird thing for me to get over. So I empathize so much. Wheelie, we are slowly becoming best friends. I hope you realize that. <laughs> I hope you do. What do you enjoy most about streaming? Um, what I enjoy most is just like the connections I've made. I, I'm not kidding when I tell people that streaming on Twitch is one of the best things I've done in like the past five years, probably. Um, and, I, and I'm really not kidding. There's, um, I'm okay, these dots might not seem very connected, but I will try to connect them so. Um, there is a movie out there called Puzzle from 2018. Everyone should go watch Puzzle. Great movie. Um, just go look it up. Puzzle from 2018. 
it's basically about a housewife who realizes that she lives her life in, uh, according to other people's expectations rather than what she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just leave it there. Mm-hmm. And after watching that movie, I watched it alone. Like, I think my wife was going, was busy with something. I think mm-hmm. she was gone for the weekend. I watched it by myself and I was like, whoa, like all my therapy plus like this really perfect story. Mm-hmm. It really resonated with me. I was like, I relate so much to this housewife. Um, I realized that like, this is the thing I'm trying to disentangle. I lived a lot of my life based on what people, ex- other people expect or what mm-hmm. makes other people comfortable, whether it's my, mm-hmm. I think my parents first and foremost, siblings, even in-laws. Gosh, one of the reasons why I went to my current uh, career field was because, this is tangential, but you'll see how it's related. My, my uh, now in-laws, I didn't even get an offer. I turned down an interview. I turned down an interview for a job and accepted an offer somewhere else. And my now wife confided to me, she's like, yeah, my parents recently told me to break up with you over that. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, She didn't, but obviously. (laughs) But um, honestly, that that is a huge part. Like hearing that story, I'm glad she told me, like kept it Mm -hmm. real with me. But it also really fed into this loop of like, oh, in order to be with the person I love, I have to go into a field I might not really like. I have mm-hmm. to. I have to adjust my behavior to to keep her in my life. Um, and that was like seven or eight years ago, and I I still there are remnants of that mm-hmm. that I still operate from. And uh, I'm not even remembering the original question. I'm just like that's talking okay. now. No, it's okay. I, uh... <laughs> what was the original question? What do you enjoy most about streaming? Okay, I will tie this back. Don't worry. We're going we're gonna to round the bases. No, um, we're good. So, we're good. I like this. So, like, something as simple as putting on my Discord, like, hey, I'm going to be streaming tonight or, you know, one or two days from now. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I, last year I gave very little notice when I went live is because I never felt like I had a good reason to set aside time for myself, for my own hobby. Mm-hmm. It, I felt really guilt-ridden being like, oh, I'm just going to sit in front of a computer screen and play video games and chat with people rather than do this responsible thing, do, like work more or mm-hmm. um, answer that email, yada, yada, yada. And I think Spud's the best about calling me out on this. He's like, how come you didn't tell us you were streaming today? And I was like, because I didn't know I had time. Because I wait till the 11th hour to see if I'm needed for something, you know? Um, And streaming has taught me, like, I can set boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I can tell people, like, I'm going to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And you you might see no value in it. And that's a you problem, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel brave saying this out loud on camera with like-minded people, but honest, I, I would I would actually be terrified to say that to other people who are like, shouldn't you be doing this instead? Or like, uh, th- this is a hobby that my parents have never deeply understood or embraced. They kind of like tolerated it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, gosh, yeah, this this stuff I carry from like my freaking childhood and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, 
like, is it bad that I enjoy this? Because it's something that um, my loved ones never deeply embraced. They just tolerated it. Um, mm-hmm. But having a support network of people who are like, no, we like it when you go live. And mm-hmm. uh, we like it that we met you and you should just mm-hmm. do it. Like, yeah, you're overthinking this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it's the power of the Twitch communities, man. It's right, a, it's right. beautiful. And the uh, Mighty Mango Mates are amazing. Uh-huh. I love <laughs> that you have figured out that it's okay to like what you like and that you're worthy enough to like what you like. Just like Epsions would say on his on his channel. A little bit of a paraphrase there, but you know, you are worthy to like what you like and do what you want to do with your life. And uh, we appreciate you. That is a great answer. <clears throat> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so ah, switching gears a little bit here. Uh, how long have you been playing video games and what was the first one you ever played? I've been playing them for as long as I can remember. Um, I believe the first one I played was Super Mario Bros. 3, which is a heck of a title to start with. Uh, it still holds up well to this day, I'd say. Um, fun fact, this is, so the reason why we had an NES console at home was, um, I have two older sisters and the oldest one, I think she saved up enough babysitting money to like have one, buy some games from either the store or like garage sales, whatever. Um, by the time I started like playing the console, she had like moved on from it. So it it basically became my console. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and we had a lot of times. Yeah, we had the first and third Mario Bros. We had the second Zelda game, which is super hard. No one, don't play it. It's so hard. <laughs> I got into a, I don't want to say a spat, but one time I was talking to someone in someone's channel. I don't even remember. And they're like, oh, that game's not that hard. I'm like, I politely disagree. <laughs> it's one of my, with my current gaming skills, I cannot beat it without a guide, without like save states and stuff. And like, oh, my kid, my kid was able to beat it. And I was like, your kid is a savant. Like, with all due, res- with all due respect, they're a prodigy. That game is very difficult. We had the first Ninja Turtles game. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I loved the NES so much that on like a bored weekend, I would just put in the first Ninja Turtles game. And I would beat it in one sitting. It's super hard. If I've tried to fire it up again. And I can't beat it. I was like, how did like six-year-old, six-year-old me do that? Like, how did I do that? How did I beat that game multiple times? Just, I'm bored. I will beat Ninja Turtles today. That's awesome. Um, it's super difficult. I don't know how I did it. But that's, that's what I cut my teeth on. Like Blaster Master and all that stuff. I just love the fact that what's a spat? is um i politely disagree and uh your child's a prodigy (laughs) i just (sighs) shoot somebody down and compliment them at the same time (laughs) it is so good it is chef's kiss so good um uh what is your favorite thing and your least favorite thing that you have streamed Oh, I have an easy answer for the least favorite. Uh, that would be Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. It is a, a Metroidvania game that came out in 2018, I want to say. Uh, I played it last year. 
I didn't finish it on stream. I actually made an announcement on Discord that I was like, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not going to finish it on stream. I'll just finish it off stream. Uh, and in like the two or three hours I played it off stream just to wrap it up, nothing changed my opinion of it. It wasn't like, oh, no, I should have. I should have streamed that like this. I was such a fool to write it off. I was like, no, this, this was it was. It is. It, I, I don't recommend it. You should only play it if you really love Metroidvanias. If you will play any Metroidvania, then fine, go play it. I can't call it a super bad game, but for a game that came out in 2018, it would have impressed, like, me in 2002. Like, I was really disappointed, mm. and I wasn't having fun, and I love that genre. And I was yeah. like, this game is not that great. Wow. Um, so that's the easy least favorite, because I literally yep. didn't finish it on stream. Uh-huh. In terms of favorites... I'm going to kind of overthink this, so I'll kind of split up my answer. So in terms of, like, best game I've played, like, just the quality of the game itself, would have to be Outer Wilds. Um, for someone who's been playing games their whole life, it really surprised me. It's really difficult to be surprised when you've played as many games as as I have or mm-hmm. if you're a lifelong gamer, it's hard to surprise you you see a lot of the same visual language, hints. Um like there's so many like carbon copy souls like games out there. And I enjoy that genre, but like mm-hmm. once you've played one, you know what to expect. You're like, oh big empty room. Something's gonna come over that hill. Yeah, you know, there, there's really specific. Like a lot of the tropes are the same, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and even when I play a really, really great game these days, like I loved Hades, but I wouldn't say Hades surprised me. Mm. Yeah, it's just a really, really, really great expression of its genre. Fantastic game. Everyone should go play Hades uh, if you have the patience for it, because it's difficult, but it's a great game. But Outer Wilds took it to another level where I was like, I come in with this, this ocean of of like expectations for a genre for what games can and can't do Mm -hmm. and as you peel back the layers as you complete the game and make progress you're like whoa Mm -hmm. i don't remember the last time i felt this um pleasantly bamboozled just like whoa like it's it's this is something else you won't get that feeling if it's the first game you've ever played. I don't know why your first ever video game would be Outer Wilds, but um, <laughs> the impact will be lost if you haven't had like an entire lifetime of playing games. Yeah. But Outer Wilds, in terms of quality, I highly recommend. It has like my highest recommendation. Right on. I haven't played the DLC yet. I'll need to do that later this year. Cool. Um, but in terms of my favorite thing to stream, it's probably just those three old Fire Emblem games. Uh, mm. There's something really fun. I know earlier backstage you were talking about how like, I don't like reread books. I don't really rewatch TV shows. I don't replay games. Mm-hmm. That's like the one exception. I will replay those three Fire Emblem games because there's a weird analogy. It's like fantasy football. You're like, who will pan out this time? Like, who's going to have a good who's going to have a good run? Like this, yeah. this character who usually sucks, like is getting all the good RNG roles. It's kind of. It's kind of fun to cheer mm-hmm. on the underdog. It's fun to experiment. It's really weird. Yeah. It's like the one series that I will replay for no reason. I love right it. Right on. Speaking of games, what's the scariest game you've ever streamed? 
streamed or played? Streamed. And if you want to answer played as well, if they're two different things, that's fine. Sure. Um, how many horror games have I even streamed? I don't think that many. Um, it'll be easier to answer the played one. Okay. Um, well, this is, this is high school me. Um, but one game I literally could, I borrowed it from a friend, a next door neighbor, and I couldn't finish it because it freaked me out too much was Silent Hill 2 on PlayStation 2. <laughs> I was playing some of it and I was like, I'm very uncomfortable right now. Uh, and like my siblings didn't want to shoulder surf. So I really was like alone. And I was like, this is freaking me out. So I returned it to my friend and I was like, I got like two hours in. And it made me very, <laughs> so I don't know, maybe I should revisit that. They, I heard they're making a remake. Maybe I should play the remake when it comes out. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of a scary game I actually finished, uh, Alien Isolation. Ah. Oh man, there were definitely times where I would pause for a long time and I'm like, I need to catch my breath. I'm actually really afraid to continue. Um, I was really liking the game, but it really, man, it really did a number on me. There's, um, it's not so much the jump scares, it's like the dread. The, it's like really harrowing. Mm. Um, I was like, I really don't think I have the, the health or the resources to get by. Like, I don't know the patrol patterns. I got really nervous, but I did yeah. finish that game. I don't think I streamed it, though. In terms of stream, it would probably be... Probably... Uh... What was it called? Is it Amnesia Rebirth? Actually, no, that wasn't that scary. I replayed uh, Resident Evil 1. Mm-hmm. It was a Steam port of the GameCube remake. And I played that blind. Because uh, I, I didn't want to like look up a guide. Um, it's surprising how much I forgot for a game that I used to be able to sit and beat in like less than three hours. Mm-hmm. Um. I played that so much on the GameCube, I unlocked the invisible zombie mode, and I think I beat the game on invisible zombie mode. I had, like, memorized it that well. But all those memories are gone. Like, I played it, like, like it was new. And it still gets me. Yeah. (laughs) Great Mm -hmm, game. mm -hmm. (laughs) Chat really wants us to remind you about Outlast, Outlast Trials. Oh, Outlast Trials <laughs> is scary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> how, how did I forget about that? See, I have a terrible memory. That's something everyone should know. I know it's not the, what the question's about, but I have terrible memory. <laughs> I was at a party one time. I was like, a, there was like a bonfire thing in Seattle, and there was someone who was leaving the party. You'll see where this is going. And they're just giving goodbye hugs, and they came up to hug me, and I recoiled, and I said, do I know you? I said it out loud enough that other people awkwardly heard it. And then my wife, who was nearby, had to be like, yes, we know them. We've met them before. And I was like, oh, so whoops. But I, like, but I did that. Like, I recoiled. I was like, do I know you? Oh, my uh, goodness. That, per- they, the, that couple moved to another state. So I think it was so awkward that they, like, they self-banned. They, they moved because it was that awkward. Amazing. I have ter- uh, so I have terrible memory. I just go, oh my god, 
it's just been so long. How have you been? And I like try to like figure out like, where do I know you? How do I know you? And so like, I try to <laughs> fill in the blanks. <laughs> if you get to know me well enough, you'll see me like, uh, it, it, you'll see the wheels turning. Like I'm trying to figure it out. You'll. <laughs> I've done that once or twice. Um, how did you find the Mighty Mango Mates circle of streamers and who was your streaming connection to them? I believe it's Cozy of the Mango Mates. The Cozy was the first one mm. and I was streaming Tunic and I decided to just raid out after one particular day. And I was like, oh, this person has, I usually try to find people with like, well, this this policy's kind of changed. It, like doing a raid to someone you've never met, it can be kind of dicey. There's one time I raided into someone and they didn't have a camera or mic, and so it was just like, okay, I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> um, but this one time, I was like, okay, let's try to uh, raid into someone who has like two viewers or something to get them over that three viewer average hump. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just very fortuitously raided into Cozy Conchile, and nice. um, that was like. It was very fortunate because I was like, oh, I, I like the way that they're approaching the game, you know, without a guide. Um, they're kind of learning as they go. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it was just so fortunate that the way that they approached the game was really similar to how I approach it. Uh-huh. Um, and it just also fortuitously, my viewers really clicked with Cozy as well. So sometimes, I mean, sometimes like the Raider will be the only one who's like, oh, I'll stick around. Yeah. But like everyone wanted to stick around. Everyone kept coming back for her content. And yep. now she's an incredible content creator. Indeed. Yes, Agreed. she is. We love her. On that note, please share a highlight of your trip to TwitchCon to meet the other Mighty Mango mates. Um... I have a okay, so I think what, I forget who said it, but when, I, when we first like made contact with each other in the hotel lobby where we were staying, um, I forget who said it, but someone said, "Oh, you're tall," and I'm I'm five eight, and I was like, "No, you're all short." <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> I did not say that out loud, but in my head, I was like, "I'm tall. I'm five eight. <laughs> I don't remember who said it. Yeah, but someone said that, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so, so good. I mean, that's more like a, a honorable mention. But in terms of like, I can't pick a single thing. Like the whole, it feels so surreal. Like these people who I connected so well with online, I was really nervous to meet them. I was like, "Are they gonna? Are they the same in real life? Mm-hmm. Are they gonna think? Like, is anyone gonna feel like?" relationally bamboozled like oh this person's like so not cool or something Mm. but just the overall feeling of like meeting each other like met the hype yeah just that general thing i can't i can't name any particular meal that we shared or like karaoke was great that was great going to uh trey's nightclub together was great there's so many even like going to workshops together was great like Mm -hmm. i can't i can't rank it it's like the whole weekend just like I guess crystallizing that connection mm-hmm. uh, in person was so cool. I, I I can't pick a specific moment. It's just the whole 
the whole trip's a yeah. highlight. It's a highlight of last year for me. Yeah. Right on. Well said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same, Tantan, same. <laughs> <laughs> Minus a 0.5, but, you know, got to add the hair. Um, what was it like to be on Wheel of a Fortune? Uh, Take two. What was it like to be on Wheel of Fortune? Please share a highlight of that experience. Um, highlight of being on the show is like solving a puzzle. I solved the prize puzzle. That's the highlight. Uh-huh. I solved the puzzle that on top of any cash that you've earned, you, you get a prize on top of it. Like it's not a tile on the on the wheel for that particular round. Solving the prize puzzle is definitely the highlight. Um a fun fact about filming is that it's really cold in the studio. I mean, it's a big space. They can't keep the heat on, I guess. Maybe it's not well insulated. I don't know. For, for mm-hmm. cost reasons, they don't, they don't turn up the heat. It is chilly. Mm-hmm. Huh. If you watch the episode, I don't know if you can tell, I am like trying to hold, like suppress a shiver the entire taping. It is wow. chilly in there. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I wish I wore like a sweater vest or, or something. They, yeah. they tell you to dress like business casual, which is why I like wore a tie and a button up shirt. But I should have like, I don't know, like a, a quarter zip, like sweater over. I don't know. It's, it's chilly. I had no mm. idea. Right on. That's a unique take. I appreciate you sharing that with us. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, well, or kind of the opposite of that, where's the least interesting place you have traveled to? The least interesting place I've been to? Hmm. Uh, actually, I, I, is this one of your questions or from chat? I'm just curious. Uh, of that's one of ours. One of okay, okay. I didn't know if I was being set up by someone because I can think of one uh, for contextual reasons. And I was like, is someone, someone <laughs> fishing for a specific answer? I mean, um, if you want to share what you think that might, if you, since you thought that, I'm, we're open to whatever you want to sure. share with us. I mean, we could pretend like it's a chat question. <laughs> I. I was under the impression that someone wanted me to say Miami because I went to Miami last year and didn't do a lot of interesting things because mm. we mainly just stayed at the Airbnb property. It was for a friend's uh, bachelor party, and it was insanely boring. <laughs> <laughs> my, my joke is, did you know that Miami has no beaches or nightlife? Like, did you know that there's no beaches? Like, Because we just stayed at the property. And mm-hmm. like, aside from going out for dinner twice, like we stayed at the property and just played a ton of board games, which, hey, I'm a groomsman, we'll do what the groom wants. But man, all day, <laughs> oh man. Oh man. But in terms, if we're talking about like, I actually felt like I explored an area decently well and found it unremarkable. Hmm. That's tough. I can kind of name a place I've been to and don't want to go back to. That works. And I sincerely mean it. In 2003, there was a family trip, so obviously I didn't control the itinerary as my parents. Yeah. We spent like two and a half weeks in, in mainland China, like Beijing, Shanghai. This is, yeah, 20 years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, I have no interest in going back. I... If someone said, like, you, you can never set foot in the PRC ever again, I'd be like, I don't care. My, my life is no different. 
<laughs> I, nice. have, I have zero plans to go back. I, I can't speak Mandarin. I can't read, write, or speak Mandarin. I'm not super close to my extended family over there. So it's just like I have no plans to ever go back to mainland China. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> I love that. Uh, what is the weirdest sleeping dream you have ever had? Ooh, there's multiple ways I can interpret this. Yep. Um, let's do the safe way. Um, wait, actually, I, I can talk about weird recurring dreams I have. That's good. Love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. We love okay. that. We love that a lot, actually. We we actually prefer the reoccurring dream answers. <laughs> Just kidding. I have no idea what it means or if it's purely coincidence, but I I haven't had this dream lately, but even through like undergrad, one dream I'd have maybe like once a year or once every two years, like enough where I'm remembering it clearly is I am in some type of mall that I don't recognize, some type of indoor market. Uh, it's not open air. There's a ceiling and everything, four walls, a ceiling, mm-hmm. you know, generic vendors or whatever. And at some point, something, some sense of dread happens. So sometimes there's zombies. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just general disappearance of people. Like as I'm walking, I'm like, it, like the crowd gets thinner and thinner. The lights start to dim. So like, there's just some type of dread in this big shopping complex. At some point, I get the idea, like, I should leave. So uh-huh. I go to a stairwell. So I, you know, the, I push this, you know, these big double doors. I'm in the stairwell. It's the type of door that locks once you're in the stairwell. And it's like, proceed to the exit, you know? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're in the stairwell. Yeah. Yeah. And I will go down the stairs because, like, in my dream logic, I'm like, okay, I should go down rather than up. I think a few times I've, like tried different directions, but it's usually down mm-hmm. and the lights start to dim Ooh. very <laughs> gradually. And then I never actually get out. And huh. then I wake up. That's, that is a weird one. That's wild. <laughs> kind of spooky. I like it. Yeah, again, I haven't had it lately and I don't know. It always freaks me out when I have those dreams. I also have dreams where I'll wake up thinking I missed a flight and I'll be really pissed off. I'm like, dang it, why did I miss my flight? And I have to think about it. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'll, I'll, I'll even be like preparing breakfast. I'm like, I have to rebook my tickets. And like, I'm awake at this point. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't, I'm not going anywhere today. Like, that, is that, that so, happens sometimes. <laughs> that is amazing. So here we're pushing into the last two questions. Um, this is a fun one. If you could be any superhero, which one would you choose and why? I'm not super into superheroes, but I remember hearing, I'm going to steal my friend's answer. He, because he's given this a lot of thought and I like his answer. He told me that he'd want to be the Flash because in order to move quickly, you also have to be able to think quickly, mm-hmm. right? Like sending central nervous system signals mm-hmm. or whatever, processing, yeah. right? So yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. if you are the Flash, it is implied that you can do other things quickly, too. Like, you can probably process information. You can probably read quickly. Um, and, like, 
So you could just do things faster. You could be more productive. You could mm-hmm. um, get more. You just have a name. clear advantage over everyone else, both physically and like mentally. Mm. Yeah, that's clever. And I was like, okay, I, I like that one. Like, it's okay if I can't fly or teleport or you know, if I could just work faster. And then I have more time to stream. I get all my work done and I stream more. <laughs> there we go. Everything comes around. I like it. All right. The most important question of all for Guru. This is one of those questions, you know, mm-hmm. this is the most important. Um, this is going to make or break our best friendship, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> cherry pie or apple pie? Cherry pie. Yay! I approve. <laughs> I like both. Why? <laughs> well, if it's between those two and I can't, like, put anything on top of it or whatever, it's probably cherry pie. Um Pumpkin pie is my preferred pie Ooh, of all yes. pies, though. Pumpkin pie yes. is awesome. Yeah, I love pumpkin pies so much. All right. So this is that moment in the show where we um, move into uh, the uh, the open forum with our guests and uh, remind all of our folks, guys, go support this amazing streamer. Share, Drew is sharing his links. Uh, he needs the follows and the subs and the biddies to help uh, him stay successful on Twitch so that he can, uh, well, find reasons to kick the workaholic habit to, tw- to stream more. <laughs> and um, uh, we adore him and his warmth, and he's just the perfect kind of streamer to lift up. So, Absolutely. Go, yes, what Tan Tan Tater said. Go follow Wheelie. He's amazing and funny and sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, now... By the way, during this this part where the folks in chat ask questions that they have, if you have any questions for us that you want to ask Wheelie, feel free. Uh, and if anything that com- anything comes to mind for us as well that we missed in the regular interview, we'll, we'll pop in as well. Okay. Should should I ask questions first, or are we deferring the chat first? Uh it's if you whatever you want to. We're right now. We're waiting for some questions to come in. Looks like. A couple have has start, started to filter in. So uh, these are some good ones. Ah, uh, uh, thank you, No Foreign. I just went to scroll back to look for it. And I was like, man, I didn't thanks. snag it. No Foreign, you're amazing. Thank you, no I appreciate foreign. you. So let's start with that one since that was technically the first one of the guest questions, probably. Spud asks if you could pick a Super Bowl winner, what game would you use to pick it? Uh, I know exactly what he's going with this. Um, there's, uh, I forgot to mention it earlier. So some of the weird stuff I've streamed in the past, there's a game called Beast Battle Simulator, which, mm-hmm. um, oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, you can have like fire wizards versus stegosauruses or something. Or like, <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. It's, um, and I like to joke, oh, it's super accurate because there was one year where I, there's no literal eagle, but you can put like seagulls. So I put like 11 seagulls versus 11 patriots. Like I, I was simulating the Super Bowl and I was like, let's see who wins. And there's no football mode, but there's soccer. You can make them play soccer. And the seagulls won. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, the eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. And then, and then they did. And so now I jokingly <laughs> say that like it's a super accurate playoff simulator for the NFL. Um, <laughs> Oh gosh, I should try that for I I forgot about that game. That's um, awesome. I think it would be fun to simulate this year's uh, 
Super Bowl. The the Patriots had to be like musket wielders, and I was like, okay, this is close enough. Like, I guess I guess they used muskets back then, right? I, I'm not a history buff, but Beast Battle Simulator. <laughs> nice, thank you. I'm gonna check that out. Tan Tan Tater asks, how are you able to think of such quippy jokes in one-liners? For context, Wheatley has taken up more than 50% of my quote archives. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a skill I work on necessarily, but uh, I, I, that, that sounds like some sort of humble brag. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the, the just Things just come to me, and I, I don't always think that they're funny. I don't always know if it'll land. I'll just type something in chat and like, I think something that my brain does is I parse up, I'll break up a word. So actually the other day I was in someone's stream and I, I whispered to them, I was like, I think this person might be a troll because their name, I think it has an innuendo in it. And then the person replied like, really? Because I read it this way. And I was like, oh, that's a normal name. I read it like I, there's like somewhere in the name was like Dong, like D-O-N-G. And I was like, oh, they're they're going for something inappropriate. And then the streamer was like, actually, I think this is how I read it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's much more normal. <laughs> like, I think my brain just does this thing where I like cut up words like as I'm reading them. Mm-hmm. And then I just like shove things together. Like it's just it's like a background process. It just happens. Oh yeah. And also this is your time to humble brag, just saying. Like yeah. this is your space to Indeed. humble brag. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna sit here and go, Yes, Queen, that is correct. That's what <laughs> that's what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> we want you to humble brag. Right, right. Serendipix asks, what is the best thing you've ever eaten? You know, despite the fact that I'm an omnivore. Uh, I've noticed that when I go to like some super hyped up restaurant that my friends tell me to go to, assuming it meets the hype because they don't always, the thing I always remember is like a vegetable dish. So there were, or or at least like not like a red meat protein. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a local sushi restaurant I went to uh, and they did like this omakase thing, like multiple dishes. And one of them was like this, egg like egg cake thing like they, they called it tamado tamado mm-hmm. tofu that was incredible and then there's this other restaurant which it's not the most expensive restaurant in the world it's like i don't know on yelp it's probably two dollar signs or something so like you know decent date night place and they um i don't know how to say this how do you say like potatoes au gratin i, I am i saying that right oh au, au gratin Oh, is that how you say that? Okay, well, it wasn't potatoes. It was artichoke au gratin. What? I've never had artichoke before. Huh. It was so good. And we didn't finish it. We took it home. It reheated well. It was delicious. I've never had artichoke in my life. Interesting. Well, I have to look up that recipe now. (laughs) That sounds so good. it It was delicious. Next one would be Cozy Conchile. I think, is it your question or mine? It's yours. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I got the last one. Um, Cozy asks, what is your favorite type of nut? (laughs) Mine is Druid, but (laughs) sorry. (laughs) 
That's a very clever answer. I think I, I think I know where she's going with this. It's D's. Yes, D's nuts. I, I do love D's nuts jokes. There's something <laughs> like... Okay, actually, an actual nut, I love almonds. Almonds are delicious. Mm. Almonds. Brazil nuts are bad. I do not like Brazil nuts. Interesting. Oh, they're disgusting. Um, okay, really? you don't you. like it's them either, Starkey and I really and like Brazil nuts. So. They're also not good for birds to eat. And I'll only mm. ever bring any kind of nuts into my house that... A bird can eat. <laughs> a bird can <laughs> eat. But of course, now that we made a D's nuts joke, like my brain is just... I can't <laughs> stop giggling. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, but, really, oh, oh, Cozy actually wants. I actually do love pistachios too. Pistachios and almonds, like, kind of go back and forth. I mean, I love peanuts, like, I, but I do love these nuts jokes. There's, um, so good. I think when that uh clip was first going around, I think this, I think it was on Vine, right? But one of the comments said, I can tell this is going to be a thing. Like, this was really early in its like life. Yep. And, we're like many years separated from that clips uh, first posting, and I, I can't get enough. I love setting people up for these nuts jokes. I, I actually will think about it. There was one time I was just sitting and thinking after telling a joke, and then my wife was like, Evan, are you thinking about other ways to set people up for these nuts jokes? And I was like, actually, yeah, I am. I am <laughs> thinking about As a matter of that. fact, that and is she, correct. You could tell. She was like, you have this look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that is so good <laughs> uh, Tan Tan Tater asks what's your favorite song to get turned to um, it would be why am I forgetting see this is like my terrible memory uh, at work um Okay, okay. Uh, for some reason, I, I couldn't remember the artist's name. Uh, no Hands by Waka Flocka. Interesting. Okay. That's a great, it's a great song. I'm going to have to check it out. <laughs> uh, Tantan also asked uh, ask us, tell us about your love of capybaras. The first time I heard about a capybara, which are adorable animals, um, was actually from a friend that was in high school. I actually didn't know they existed. And he was like, oh, like, I love Cap... Like, he was the one who was like, I love capybaras. They're so chill. He showed me a photo. And I was like... I I it's cute, I guess. But in, in, like, the modern era of the internet, there's so much more, like, content and video and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. they are adorable. And they are so chill. They just sit there and they're just, like... You know, like, cozy and just chilling. <laughs> and, like warm water or whatever I, I don't know I, they even look goofy when they're trying to do things when they like I've seen one jump from like the bank into like a river you know mm -hmm. and just the way it jumps looks so silly um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a video somewhere on the internet of a pelican some type of big bird like try I don't know why but it's trying to like bite the capybara <laughs> yeah and the capybara just just sits there it's just it's so it is like, so chill and they, they can't be bothered, you know? They're just like... <laughs> I literally watched a video between my stream and Band with a Banter, and it was where a, a troop or a, a, a herd, I'm not sure exactly what a group of capybaras are called, adopted a cat. 
<laughs> in a zoo. And the cat's just like, I'm now a capybara. And it is the cutest shit. I love it so much. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> so good. Um, uh, Cozy Conchili asks, what's something not gaming related you would like to stream? Maybe another hobby? Oh, that reminds me from my birthday stream. There are some there. I'm supposed to do a mukbang stream soon, but I'll be honest. Um, I need to plan that. But in terms of stuff I've actually wanted to stream, I have thought about fitness streaming because I thought it'd be a good way to hold myself accountable to like. <laughs> it's one of the things I skip the most. Like if I'm working late, I'm like, I won't go to the gym today because work is more important, right? But then I'm like, oh. I would have to get exercise in if I promise someone I'm going to go live, I'm going to do this. I, have, I do not have the setup for it, and I don't want to be the person with a camera at the gym, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, if I had the setup, that actually would be kind of cool to do a fitness stream. It'd be difficult to moderate because if someone's you know, posting hate speech and I'm in the middle of like push-ups, it's like, I can't. I'm not looking at you. Like, you'd have to have a good mod team. You'd have to have the, good ca the right camera and mic set up, but I, th I think it'd be a lot of fun to do that. Yeah. One of my friends, she's been talking to me about, she's like, hey, do you want to start a podcast? And we, we haven't sat down or anything. Maybe we could do that one day. I don't know. I'm actually really afraid of, I don't know, starting a podcast sounds scary. Guess what? It's fun. Do it. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. You should start a podcast. Maybe, yeah, we'll see. Like, uh, if you want to, I like your idea yeah. of, the, of the fitness the thing. I've I've been considering it myself. <clears throat> um, yep, for the same reasons, help keep myself accountable on a, on the days that I don't get to go to the gym with Star Kitty. So, mm. uh, Epsions asks, will you be doing more collabs this year or stream different kind of content than you usually do? Maybe. Um... I'm just really afraid of my schedule, like not working again. This is me. I need to like draw stronger boundaries between like the other spheres of my life, like um, work and volunteering and whatnot uh, and family life. But if I can get a more consistent schedule, I, I don't know if I can make it a regular thing. Because um, consistency is its own battle, but um. Oh, that reminds me. I wonder if Epps is asking because Epps reached out to me one time about something and we never. It, it was going to I think it was supposed to be something about just like talking about our favorite TV shows. or It was something like that. Um, and we and like stack ranking them and we never got around to it. Not not not, not to say it's like his fault for it not happening. It's, it's equally my fault because he, he threw out the idea and I said, oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. But I never like I never followed up. I, I never was the one who went like, "Hey, when are we doing this thing?" Like I, mm -hmm. I try not to intrude into people's like schedules, and so I didn't want to come across too strong. I was like, "I like this idea," mm -hmm. but I'll wait for him to bring it up again, and then just didn't come up. Um, but actually, I love that idea. We should we should reconnect on that. There you go. Nice. It's gonna be forever memorialized on this podcast. It's gonna have to happen now. <laughs> yep. Just saying. 
So uh, I will bug you guys. I have no yeah. problem. <laughs> <clears throat> we should wrap up with the with uh, uh, one last question from the audience. One or two last questions. But uh, uh, do you have any questions that you wanted to ask us for, after coming on the show? Yeah, sure. Um, so. You, you two have been streaming longer than I have, I, I presume. Uh, so I guess just roughly, like, when did you start and what are your goals for, for this year, like in terms of growing your channels or your collaboration? That's a great, that's a great answer. I'm going to go first, Druid, uh, just because uh, uh, recently someone resubbed, uh, so, so I know the answer, some of the answers very easily. Uh, I know that I became an um, uh, affiliate 32 months ago. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I streamed for about six months before I was affiliate. So, um, yeah, a little over three years now. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, let's see other part of his question. Uh, goals for this year. Say again. Goals for this yeah, year. Yeah, goals for this year. We got a lot of big goals. We want to do really some do. additional, uh, unique YouTube content, start a new, uh, start a new YouTube channel. That's like mainly just shorts and, and clips and, and another special thing that I don't want to spoil, but, uh, keep an eye out though, guys, yeah. we also have some big, you know, the, the main focus for this year for me, for sure is two, two big things. One is obviously creating, crafting a really awesome D and D experience, uh, for the next campaign since that's starting up. Uh, not tomorrow, but the, on the 20th. And then the second one is a bandwidth and banter taking it to the next level. Um, we're doing the special episodes where one once per month, we're going to have uh, a recurring guest on. It's super tough to pick from the, 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 the like 40 something it's people awful. from last Just year. Saying. Yeah. The 30 something people, but we've, we've kind of used, you know, some, dice and some you know just we basically narrowed it down to and so we're going to try and have recurring guests on so some of you folks out there you can ex expect us to reach out to you <laughs> um but and then on top of that we really want to start growing bandwidth and banter so that like we want to we have some wish list people we'd like to get some really you know big streamers on but not because we want to highlight the big streamers but because if we get some big streamers on we can then highlight the all the other folks in the in our communities and our super communities better by mm -hmm. uh, mm. by building bandwidth and banter to be able this to be able to be this sort of platform to for smaller and medium streamers to jump off from you know yes. just it's the whole I, the whole concept of bandwidth and banter is to highlight and uplift you know struggling streamers who are just incredibly talented positive people. And that's what we want to see grow on Twitch. And um, um, yeah, so that's that's one of my big those are those are my two big goals, the D&D &D and Man mm -hmm. with the Banter stuff. And uh, and then, of course, the little extra cool things we have in the fire. And I'll leave the Druid's answer to Druid. <laughs> um, I've been streaming about six months le like less than Stormy. Um, and uh my goals are aligned with stormy's goals like i just want to continue to grow bandwidth and banter um 
Yeah, we want to get some really big people on so we could just go, hey, all of you guys, uh, you should also go watch some of our previous episodes because there's some really cool people there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's literally like. Yep. It's what we want. We want to just be like, we want to be able to start reaching bigger audiences. Yeah. To go look at Wheelie F, look at Cozy Conchile, look at the Mighty Mangos, right. look at the DYS crew, look at Closet Scully. Like, look at all these awesome, super cool people right. that we can just continue to help highlight and grow. And then um, I've, I've recently learned that one of my b- favorite hobbies is teaching people how to navigate the Twitch creator dashboard. Mm. Um <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know why. Okay. I love it. I'm like, this is how this works, okay? And um, hmm. it's just, I've I've been loving it so much. Uh, it's beautiful. I don't know. So I want to keep helping, like baby streamers, just get a footing, right? And that's kind of one of my own personal goals, right? Is just like helping people and baby streamers. I just love to adopt them. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> just. I don't yep. know why. To be clear, uh, no matter how successful bandwidth and banter gets, obviously we hit we we have dreams like everybody does, and goals and plans and things we're working towards. And the the only reason why we want bandwidth and banter to be bigger is so that we can bring more people to streamers like yourself, you know? Uh, and, and so even if we get to the point where we're having well-known YouTubers or content creators, you know, some of the big folks on, whether it's YouTube or Twitch or whatever, uh, like our primary focus will always be uh, the, the smaller content creators until they can be bigger content creators too. So, yeah. uh, looks like, uh, I'm gonna let you ask Star Kitty's question if you'd like, if you see it. I saw it and then I scrolled away from it. Oh, this is a perfect question to end. I agree. All of the questions have been amazing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I really like this one to, to end the, the questions is what piece of advice, what's a piece of advice that has stuck with you? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm really, I don't just want to grab at the first thing. I'm, I'm actually going to give this some thought. The best piece of advice I've got. That's a good question. <clears throat> Dark Kitty comes up with some doozies. And note the scene is right. Rising tides raise all ships. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Sorry, I, I really want to give this a lot of thought. No, go for it. For anyone who's ever asked me a question in my channel when I'm streaming, they know I kind of overthink things, but it's because I'm trying to really give a good answer. Mm-hmm. I don't just want to say, like, reach for the stars. You know, something you find on, like, I don't know, a cup or something. Right. <laughs> I can't boil it down to a single piece of advice per se, but it's more like a a pattern I've noticed. So if you'll allow me to elaborate. Perfect. Please. Go for there's it. A, there's a podcast I don't listen to anymore just because I haven't really made the time for it. But um, when I used to have to commute for work, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And there's one called Business Wars. I forget the studio that produces it. 
But what I loved so much about that series was they would do a lot of research. They have these really corny, like, conversation reenactments. Like, or they, like, infer... Like, we think this is how it went down. I don't know how accurate it was. I should... So take it with a grain of salt. But I was really encouraged by, like, these things we take for granted today. So many products and services and accomplishments. Um, this is not to, like, hail corporate, per se. But once upon a time, all these things really did start as just, like, people shooting the breeze at, like, a restaurant. Or they just kind of connected two really random dots together. Like, uh, like really unrelated observations. and like why don't we try this thing? And it takes it's a whole life of its own. It kind of, I don't want to say overnight success, but like it, it catches fire and um, like the takeaway like pattern I saw was like, you might think that something you do is insignificant or an observation you have an insight you have to share is insignificant like oh i shouldn't say that in the meeting i shouldn't bother unmuting i shouldn't share this thing with a friend or family member or something i should not let out this impulse but i think you should hmm. um i mean yeah you know fear can prevent us from saying like what if it doesn't land well what if i get left out of the room i don't know you're right. You're going to have to deal with that on your own. But I will say that there's so many f fantastic things that have happened because someone was like, why don't we just take a chance on this crazy idea? Like, one of my favorite series, because there are multiple episodes, was they were talking about candy, like, like confections. Mm -hmm. And M&Ms are so whatever these days. Um, I don't know anyone who says M&Ms are my favorite candy. But the idea of a candy coating around chocolate was, like, revolutionary because... Then you could transport it, you know, melts in your mouth, not in your hand, right? Like uh -huh. that's like that's a slogan, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is not a plug for M and M's per se, but it's just like it's crazy how like someone's like, what if we put candy over chocolate, and like they're super successful, and mm -hmm. it like it set them apart from every other competitor because their their candies were not only like tasty and colorful and presentable, but because they were easier to transport. Like logistically, they are the superior product. It's so weird. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways, I know that podcast is about business and products and services, but like, applying it to the self, like, like you, you might think something about you that you wish you could share is not important or it won't land with someone, but you've got to let it out because yeah. you have no idea if, like the friends you're going to make, the connections you're going to make, the opportunities it's going to present. And yeah, it might, you might step on someone's toes or have a misfire here or there, but like, like all the big things we take for granted, they start, they really did start small. Like none of their episodes, are like here's this 800 pound gorilla who became 1600 pounds, you know, like, <laughs> right. it, like they, it's, it's all like, here's this ridiculous idea that somehow caught fire. And now it's like this thing that, you know, has life of its own now. Right on. That's a great answer. And I, I have to share. <laughs> she, she might be mad at me, but that's okay. <laughs> so the irony is that she was the one who gave you that question, and she also is one of those few people who M&M's is her favorite candy. So <laughs> I, was, I know Front Street Fellows just like. Yep, Star Kitty <laughs> for the win. That was awesome and a perfect way to wrap things up. Amazing. Wheelie, you're I'm incredible. I'm too. <laughs> yep.
And we, we appreciate you joining us. It's been an honor to have you. Your, uh, thanks again for your thoughtful and wonderful perspective on things. Now, Stormy and Druid, thank you so much for having me. It's, it was a huge pleasure. <laughs> You're so lucky. Likewise. Indeed, we are, Druid. So incredible. Just, I, I'm like, I'm blown away. The, the synchronicity within Twitch, it's weird and amazing mm -hmm. and mystical almost. Because look at all yeah. the... Look at all the amazing people in the circle of the Mighty Mango Mates and the amazing yeah. people in our circle and the amazing people in the circle DYS. And we're all like coming together, creating a bigger circle, this bubble of happy, joyful, like positivity. I mean, sure, we have, you know, goofy fun and there are moments where we all have our dark moments and we help each other out, support each other, things like that. Mm -hmm. but, those, but, but the whole point is that like it's just something special, this warmth and this love that radiates out. And I'm just super, super thrilled that we're able to do this. Um, and freaking uh, Wheelie is just the, uh, the kind of people that we want to lift up. Yes. So if you guys didn't already, you might as well go do it now. Because if you don't do it now, um, I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. Yep. So um, <laughs> I expect all of you to go follow Wheelie. Go follow okay. him. Send him your biddies and your love and your subs. Yes. And we appreciate you so much. Absolutely. Um, and with that, uh, time to wrap up. Who's our next episode for next week? Art of Mike Disney. Oh, and yeah. This so was one that excited. I found through Rusty Tonics. I'm super thrilled about Art of Mike Disney. He's a really casual, chill, older uh, gamer. Not Well, actually, he's not a gamer. He's an artist. He's a miniatures artist. He, he paints D&D yes. uh, figures and Warhammer figures and stuff like that. And that's mm -hmm. like primary, and he's he's very successful at it. He's very good. Mm -hmm. He's actually one of the oh. quote unquote biggest streamers that we've had on the show. So I'm looking forward I'm to excited. this. I'm excited. And he's just a, a really chill, um, you know, um, I don't know how to, how, what's the what's the what's the nice way to say that he's older, <laughs> but uh, just a really and chill a, dude. And just a dude. Um, he's just a dude, and right. we're super stoked. We're so excited. I'm looking forward um, to it for sure. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, now that, that that's it. Sorry, guys, but it's time for us to wrap up the show. Mm -hmm. So outro you, time. You ready to get this get this on the road, there, Druid? Go for it. All right. One more time before we do the the final outro. Thanks again for joining us for bandwidth and banter has been amazing. And as I said uh, just now, repeating myself, but thank you for coming to the show. Please drop a like, subscribe, and comment down below. If you're listening to the podcast, please rate and review the episode. We're bandwidth. And banter. Thank you. And good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.